Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs one one I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show. Well, we're meeting with Dirk Stallman, the president of Verlo Mattress. And in 1958, two guys started making mattresses for their furniture store in Illinois, and the mattresses were a bigger hit than the furniture and soon became the focus of their business. And we're going to talk to Dirk about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. Stick around because we have a great show. Franchise Teacher. Would you like to know how to franchise your concept or grow your franchise business? Meet the experts at Franchise Teacher. The goal of Franchise Teacher is to teach, coach, consult, and advise. The team of experts at Franchise Teacher will evaluate your business model and present you with a winning business strategy. Franchise Teacher will help you decide whether or not your concept works and if it's franchisable. Franchise Teacher is proud to have over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Franchise Teacher are developers of over a dozen franchise systems which include brick and mortar as well as home-based concepts of nearly 3,000 combined franchise locations. Whether you need to add more units or get more customers, Franchise Teacher can help. We will teach. Franchise Teacher will help you learn our proven system. Coach. Franchise Teacher will help you provide a game plan to succeed. Consult. Franchise Teacher will make sure you stay on track. And advise. Franchise Teacher will help you learn from our over 30 years of experience in franchising as both franchisees and franchisors. Take advantage of our free, no-obligation phone consultation. Simply go to FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. That's FranchiseTeacher.com or call us at 561-385-3032. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. From Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia, you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 16 years now, we've been asking the entrepreneurs of one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and as we were saying earlier, we have a great show. We're meeting with Dirk Stallman, the president of Verlo Mattress. And back in 1958, two guys started making mattresses for their furniture store in Illinois, and the mattresses were a bigger hit than the furniture. Hi, Dirk. How are you? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Marty. It's great to be here. 
Oh, uh, thank you. It's great to have you, Dirk. You, you wouldn't know this. I didn't realize um, Varilla Mattress was one of the very first franchises we had on our show. I think it was going back like 13, 14 years ago. So it, it, it's great to have you back on the show. And we always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Dirk? Uh, calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Ah, uh, beautiful. And, and that's where headquarters is located, isn't it? Correct. Headquarters is uh, based right here in, in Milwaukee. We kind of gave a little teaser, Dirk, in, in the beginning of the show. I mean, it's not, you know, I've done 800 of these interviews, and, and I can't say that we've had many business models that go back to, or at least started anyway, in the 50s. And you're one of the few that I got I yeah, to right. say that to. So it's, 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 it's very rare. Maybe, you know, of course we can't talk about the whole history starting back in the 1950s to present moment, but maybe we could talk about, you know, some of the highlights or particularly since the last time we've had you on the show, which is over a decade ago. Yeah, well, you know, a lot's changed uh, yeah. for uh, the entire world in that time. And, mm -hmm. you know, if you think about it, Verlo started franchising back in the late 80s. Um, mm -hmm. So um, we've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And I think like uh, some, some franchise brands, um, we uh, kind of got into a, a sort of set of dormancy, and mm -hmm. uh, now we're starting to re-engineer and come back out. So I would consider us a re-emerging brand um, as it relates to uh, franchise industry. And your background is, is very impressive, Dirk. I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about that as well and kind of what led you to come to Verlo, because I, I think your background is very important and it's a good fit for Verlo Mattress as well. Yeah, so my, my background is, is predominantly retail-driven, mm -hmm. right? So um, right. I'm very lucky here in the Milwaukee area. Uh, we're also headquarters for Kohl's department stores. Mm -hmm. So I worked in their marketing department uh, at the uh, corporate headquarters in the right. Falls. I also worked for, uh, for some of you might remember, Carson Perry Scott based okay, in yeah. Chicago. Uh, we had a department store group. Uh, we were actually owned by Saks at the time. Okay. And uh, I worked for them for uh, three, four years, and then worked for one of the largest furniture and mattress retailers here in Wisconsin. Uh, mm -hmm. They're a family-run operation called Steinoffels. Okay. Uh, and that's where I really uh, learned sort of the, uh, the retail and big-ticket, e.g., uh, mattresses and furniture. Mm -hmm. um, so, which, which is a little different than department stores. Right. Uh, and then I also did some work for uh, Meyer Superstores out of Grand Rapids in between there at an ad agency. So, It's, it's a very impressive background, Dirk. And it, a little uh, tidbit, too. You know, I actually worked in the bedding industry as well in the 1990s. I was working for Macy's. And, and we basically, we sold, oh, sure. yeah. the, you know, the, the, the manufacturers, you know, the big name manufacturers <clears throat> yeah. at the time, I guess your yeah, service and Sealy's and yeah. things like that. But Verlo, I mean, is, is, is very different from those, those manufacturers. Maybe you can describe Verlo Mattress to, to our listeners and what makes them different. Sure. So I think the big difference between us and the, as we call it, the S brand, but we now mm -hmm. have to include a T because of Tempur-Pedic. Right. Yes. Um, we, uh, we actually make our own products. Yes. So we uh, have a supply chain that reaches into all of the components uh, mm -hmm. and the raw materials that it would take to put a bed together. Right. And what happens is our local franchisee would then take those components and becomes the labor for manufacturing the bed. Mm -hmm. So in, in essence, we are a mattress factory. Now, 
I don't right. want to confuse people because people think sure. factory. They think of you know an auto manufacturer. Right, right. These are right. very small. Yeah. Um, these can fit. A factory can fit into 8,000 square feet and still have a showroom attached uh, and still service a, a community. So wow. it is a little bit unique in that we're uh, vertically yes. integrated and we um, literally go from raw materials to finished product. Can the customers actually see their bed being made, Dirk? Does yeah, it go that far? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's incredible. Uh, they can see their, their bed being made. Um, in some cases, we have customers that uh, ask for some customization uh, that goes right. beyond the models that we show in, in our showroom, and uh, we're happy to accommodate them. And uh, it's it's more of a collaborative process, but yeah. we have customers that um, that can see the beds being made, and uh, many of our stores have a glass between the showroom and the factory, and they can right. actually, at any given time, be able to look in there and see uh, people working on beds. I, I think it's so impressive for someone who's, who's worked in the bedding industry. Of course, that was something that, you know, we just didn't do, you know, and I mean, so it's very impressive, you know, and, and people love that customization, of course, and, you know, and, it, you know, my, my sales pitch used to always be, well, I know you hear this all the time, but like one third, let's say one third of our lives are spent sleeping, you know, so I mean, it, right. it, it's such an important part of our life. And, and, you know, and I'm thinking too, you know, is, I mean, wellness has really become, not, not to say it, it, it's something new, but it just seems like it's it's more a, a, a bigger part of our lives today, isn't it? We talk more about that, don't we? Oh, it's 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 massive, and and mm-hmm. actually we're big fans. Um, there's an author, um, uh, a, a doctor that's based out of uh, Berkeley, and mm-hmm. he wrote a book. His name's Matthew Walker, and he wrote a book okay. called Why We Sleep. And what we really like about that book is mm-hmm. he talks about you know we used to think of diet exercise and sleep yeah. are sort of these three-legged stool, right, or the right, sort of right. pillars. And Dr. Walker says that actually sleep is the foundation that mm-hmm. diet and exercise are built upon. Right. If you're not getting good sleep, right. um, you really need to have that to optimize the other things that you're trying to do to maintain a healthy lifestyle. So um, wow. it's a great philosophy. It makes a lot of sense. And, yeah, um, I think so too. We're obviously big, big believers in it. Sounds like technology does play a role in the business. It's, it's a lot different today than it was back in 1958, of course. You know, but how does technology sure. play a role in your business today, Dirk? Well, I mean, technology is is critical for I yeah. think any franchisor, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. as much as I like to say we're not in the software business, we kind right. of are. Right. Um, we have some of our own proprietary software uh, as it relates to help managing some of the KPIs that are important to us. Mm-hmm. as a franchisor and a franchisee, right. helps us manage our business more effectively, allows us to communicate in ways that, you know, not, not necessarily require in-person. Uh, so uh, video conferencing, obviously that was huge during the right. pandemic. Right, right. Um, but, you know, and, and the funny thing about it, it's, it's just like franchising. There's no finishing line. Mm-hmm. Um, technology yeah. continues to change. We have to continue to change with it. And um, it's challenging, but... Um, it's, uh, it really does make a lot of things possible that just right. weren't possible before. Sure. Yeah, no, absolutely well said. And I'm thinking about <clears throat> your industry too, Derek. I'm not sure if you get tagged in the retail industry. I was mentioning the, the wellness industry earlier, mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess it's safe to say, I mean, you know, you think of the market size 
for your business and, and you know, you just look at all the homes and, and, and you say, okay, how many mm-hmm. beds are in those homes? It, it's safe to say right. the market is, is pretty huge for your business. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Um, our franchise, our VP of franchise development always says, you know, hey, who, who doesn't sleep on a mattress? Right. And, right. Uh, it, it's, uh, it's a pretty large group. Yeah. And when you start driving around your neighborhood or if you live downtown or mm-hmm. wherever it may be, and you start looking at residential density and understanding how many beds are in that particular house, right? right. How many bedrooms, how many beds are in that particular condo tower, right? And right. it starts adding up pretty quickly. Yeah. And it's um, the market is is pretty significant. It is significant. Um, what's been we like to stump our guests every so often, Dirk, but what's been one of the most interesting things that's happened to you since being part of Verla Mattresses? I'm sure you have a lot of interesting stories, but does anything kind of stand out over the years? Sometimes COVID was, was, was one of those moments, but does, does anything stand out for you? Yeah, I mean, COVID was certainly, um, you know, I, I thought the Great Recession was uh, right for a loop, but yeah. um, honestly, the the pandemic was something that, I don't think anybody had a game plan for. Uh, nobody had it ever experienced anything like that. Right, right. And I'm a fairly optimistic guy, but mm-hmm. the sky was falling there for about six right. to eight weeks. Yeah, you know, where we yeah. just didn't really understand what was happening. Right. Fast forward, um, I think it made us a better franchisor mm. um, because we wow. banded together with our franchisees. We had weekly calls. Um, it was an exchange of information because, as yeah. you know and might recall, things were coming at you from all sides. Mm-hmm. And yeah. whether you know, um, it was things like uh, some of the COVID relief um, grants that were available, mm-hmm. whether it was things um, affecting how communities were opening back up right. um, and some of the mask mandates. I mean, there was sort of this really collaborative feel to the conversation because, again, uh, you know, what, what are you without your franchisees? I mean, right. We, we absolutely need them to stay in business, and we needed them to help us and help each other sort of figure out the best way forward. I think it's one of the benefits, too, of franchising, isn't it, Dirk, is that, you know, if, if for those who were part of a franchise system during COVID, they weren't really by themselves. I'm thinking of the businesses that were kind of by themselves and like, oh, my God, what do I do? Sure. I have no one to talk to. I mean, you, you had that. Right. It always goes back to that word support, doesn't it? Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd like to think that um, there were so many great ideas that we exchanged as a group. Um, I'll tell you the biggest one was um, basically, hey, there's this thing, that's this uh, sort of grant that's available, mm-hmm. um, and maybe you need to start talking to your banks and understanding right. what that looks like. And right. um, I think something like over 80% of our owners uh, actually got funded. Wow. So um, we fantastic. had a tremendous success story there. Uh, and, that, um, and it couldn't have happened without that sort of collaborative process, everybody exchanging information, everybody wanting to help one another. And it really yeah. was a galvanizing moment for our staff. Yeah. We have a lot of food franchises on the podcast, Dirk, you know, and, sure. and, and, you sure. know but we don't have your, your type of industry or category on the show that often. So I'm going to have to ask, so what, what types of, and, and again, you've been franchising for a while now, what types of characteristics does Verlo, Verlo look for in their franchisees? What's, what's important to Verlo or yourself in taking on a new franchisee? 
Yeah, I, I think the, the type of candidate that we see um, converting to an owner, uh, in mm-hmm. our case, yeah. is people who like a little bit of hands-on. Um, mm-hmm. They like to have a tangible product right. that they're able to actually make. Um, so, you know, we, we still like to make things, at least some of us do. Right, right. Um, I think that that's important. I think another piece is being able to help people in the community. Because, yeah. again, back to that wellness play, right? We right. are right. Uh, in the business to help customers get a better life. Mm-hmm. And the right. better life starts with better sleep. I yeah. think that resonates with yeah. some of our candidates. Um, I know we just signed um, some uh, new owners uh, recently, and, and that was a big play for her. She thought yeah. that the ability to help people in their lives was really important to her, right? something that she could believe in. So, um, you know, yeah. different sort of different angles, but um, both very rewarding. Yeah, I, I, I think that's well said there. You know, I was trying to think back to, you know, when I was selling beds in, in the 1990s, and to me, I don't know if someone – resonated this message with me, but I just felt like it was, I was doing such an important job. You know what I mean? Is that yes, 33% of your life is spent on a, on a bed. And I just felt like what I was doing was so important. And it sounds like that's what you're, you're saying is, is you wanted your franchisees, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, it, it's very interesting. And of course, you, you get people who have different skills. And another right. thing about franchising, people bring their professional skill set to the table. Right. And right. the ability for them to help us become a better franchisor mm-hmm. is really what it's all about. I mean, yeah. it's just a fantastic system. I absolutely yeah. love franchising. Just love it. Likewise. Yeah, likewise. How does the um, how does the training work today? I'm sure it's different from maybe when I, I, I had Verlo on over a decade ago, Dirk. But um, yeah. do, do they come out to corporate headquarters? How does that work? Yep. Yeah, so we still are big believers in face-to-face. Yeah. Um, we have a boot camp that new owners um, come out and participate in uh, as they get closer to opening their location. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have more continuous training, and that's more available virtually. Right. However, um, uh, our director, or I'm sorry, our VP of sales mm-hmm. ops is very busy in that he gets a lot of requests to go right. and still do face-to-face training. And wow. and that's, you know what, it, you really can't replace virtual with right. face-to-face. And, I agree. Um, we, we feel that it's this sort of hybrid approach that delivers the optimum experience for our franchisees. So um, it's, it's difficult because uh, it's mm-hmm. hard to scale that, but at the right. same time it's right. important, and right. uh, we, we understand the significance of that. Sure. Yeah, I think that's well said. A typical day, or if there is such a thing as a typical day for a Verlo uh, mattress franchise, Dirk, I guess it's more the retail kind of hours, and maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yep. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, a Monday through Sunday mm-hmm. kind of um, arrangement. Uh, yeah. Our busiest days are, as you could imagine, the weekends. Right, of course. Um, yeah. And when people have time. And sure. it's... Um, Generally speaking, is you you um, have pretty good sales over the weekends. You mm-hmm. manufacture the beds and deliver them during the week. Right. And we'll have some sales during the week, but you develop a cadence. And sure. um, uh, generally speaking, you know you you want to have enough coverage on those weekends to really yeah. make it uh, again to optimize uh, your sales. 
Yeah. And you've been part of franchising for a while now, Dirk, and I could sense that, you know, as you mentioned earlier, you know, you, you, you love franchising. You're a big believer in franchising. For mm-hmm. for our listeners, we, we call them aspiring franchipreneurs. You know, most of them have it in their mind that they want to get into franchising, but a lot of them in the early stages are confused because it seems like there's just there's so much more out there today than there was a decade ago in terms of franchise systems and things like that. There's more to choose from. I mean, from, from everything you've learned up to this point about franchising, what, what advice would you give to our listeners then in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah, I, I think that you have to have a sort of personal interest in whatever concept you choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, like we had talked about for furlough. If right. you really are interested in trying to help people sleep better at night, mm-hmm. or if you really are interested in sort of having a tangible product that you can put together with your hands and put that out into the community, mm-hmm. those are kind of two things that are, are big plays for some of our owners. Right. And likewise, you know, if, if you love a great meal or you find a QSR that you just feel like, oh my gosh, this product just sings to me, mm-hmm. um, that, to me, that's what puts you over the top, and that's right. what makes you, that just gives you that little secret sauce, no sure. pun intended, yeah. uh, to, to be a great owner because you, yeah. you believe in it. And that Absolutely. credibility, it can't be faked. It can't be faked. Right. Yeah. It's 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 belief, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that that's, it that's is. so important. Um, if you could, oh, and one of the things I want to ask you too, Dirk, is, is about location. I mean, what is the is there such a thing as an ideal location for um, a, a Verlo mattress? Is, is it, do you ever have standalones, or is it part of um, other with other stores? How, how does that work? Yep. So we we have all sorts of uh, different real estate locations mm-hmm. um, that you know vary from market to market. Right. We do have standalone stores. Um, mm-hmm. Some of our owners actually own their own real estate, which is oh, another wow. path to yeah. uh, wealth and um, right. sort of generational opportunities. Yeah. And um, and then we also have inline stores that would be in sort of um, strip malls right. and other sort of shopping areas or destinations yeah. uh, throughout our franchise system. That's great. If you could look into uh, a crystal ball, Dirk, I mean, and that crystal ball could be a year, three years, five years, where, what are Verlo's, Verlo Mattress's plans for the future? Where do you see the organization? Well, so we're, we're on a pretty good growth curve. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just started uh, getting serious about selling franchises uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And since then, we've added five markets. Um, wow. I think we have approximately 20 units uh, within those five markets that will be under development. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess looking forward, uh, just continued success. Um, we're having uh, amazing discovery days with just some of the most amazing candidates. Uh, right. It's really fun to meet new people and understand yeah. their business background. I, I always sure. enjoy picking their brain yeah. as much as they do maybe ours uh, when they come to a discovery right. day. but. Um, it's uh, it's really uh, we just see a continued path where we're going to continue to add markets and units mm-hmm. um, over the next three to five years. What's the best way there for our listeners to get more information on Verlo Mattress? Of course, as the the franchise opportunity, but even the product itself. Any websites you kind of line it direct them to? Yep, you can absolutely hit our home site Verlo.com, and okay. um, you can learn uh, about our products. 
We also have a link out for franchise development. So if you're mm-hmm. interested in becoming a Verlo owner, um, there's a contact page there, and I'll get you in touch with our VP of Franchise Development. So, um, but yeah, absolutely a great place to learn about the products and what we offer. That's terrific. And I can't tell you how much I've enjoyed talking to you, Dirk. And I don't want to wait another decade to have you back on the show. So, um, I like <laughs> yeah, that would be wonderful. Maybe, yeah, that would be wonderful. I love your franchise yeah. model being, you know, someone who worked in the, in the betting industry. So um, yeah, it was, no, it was great to have you on the show today. This has been my Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up in our next segment, we'll be playing a clip from our Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? Franchise Interviews, an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com. Or you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. You know, we've been hosting franchise interviews many years now, and during that time we've had some incredible quotes on the show. Today you're going to get to hear a quote from Peter Baldini. Peter was a guest that we had on the show many years ago. And it's interesting because you can kind of go back 13, 14 years ago to our earliest podcast and still learn some great lessons. Peter is the Chief Development Officer for Moran Industries. And Peter, on this particular podcast, discusses some of the several advantages of franchising compared to non-franchise businesses. Things like support, guidance, and instantaneous relationships. So here we go with Peter Baldine of Moran Industries. You know, franchising is all about systems. It's about, you know, business systems that work, okay? And uh, it, it's not always as all that specific to the, the widget that you're selling as it is to the systems that you provide the franchisee in order to run their business successfully, okay? Right. And Moran Industries has the infrastructure in place from with, with all the various support systems that a franchisee really needs to be effective in how they run their business. Keep in mind that a, a new franchisee coming into, um, you know, owning their first business is not used to having to be uh, the person with all the answers in several different areas uh, of the business world, you know. So uh, for, uh, someone who opens up an independent business has to be the HR person, uh, the operations person, the marketing person, uh, the financial person. You know, all those different aspects have to be covered and all those different decisions have to be made. And with a system like Moran Industries, one of the great things is that our franchisees don't really have to be the experts in all those areas. They can pick up the phone any day of the week, and they can call 
you know, the, the, the marketing department, the operations department, or the accounting department, and, and get support and answers for the decisions that they have to make on a daily basis. So that infrastructure, you know, is, is critical to the success of, um, of new franchisees who haven't owned their own business before. And it starts all the way back in the beginning. You know, it starts all the way back in the beginning when they first sign those agreements with all the help that we give them in the startup phase. You know, you have two different aspects of it. You've got the startup support where we're helping them with, you know, site selection and lease negotiation and equipment purchases and all those types of things. And then you move into a different area of development once they open their doors with the ongoing, you know, support that they, uh, that they receive. Fantastic. You wrote that great article, um, Peter. It was called Gaining an Edge with Vendor-Supplier Relations. I, I saved that one in my archives. It, it sounds like Moran Industries has strong relationships with their vendor partners, you know, which is fantastic for your new franchisees and, and your current franchisees, you know, just uh, working with you guys. Did you want to talk a little bit about that and why it's, like, important? Sure. Uh, I appreciate you uh, mentioning that article. Uh, didn't, didn't know that uh, you had read it, but uh, I actually, when that article was published, I got a lot of phone calls, uh, you know, from people in the industry about that article. Um, and it was really kind of a fun article to write because um, it, it's something that um, – <laughs> that I guess uh, you know you have to be as old as me to um, to you know understand those experiences you know <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but those um, uh, those vendor relationships are are very important you know my my mentor you know uh, back years ago uh, I remember having dinner with him one night and one of the things that he and he asked me a question I said geez I'm not sure and he said you know what the answer to that is and he said well. You know, you have to look at, in, in, in running a franchise company, you have to look at what all your available resources are to help your franchisees. And, and, right. and he asked me to define what my resources were. And I didn't define it real well at that time when I was a, a young kid, you know. Right. Right. <laughs> but what I learned through that discussion early on was that you have a, a, a lot of different resources that, um, you know, available to you that um, you don't always – look at you don't always recognize and you don't always use properly and the relationships with your vendors can be uh, tremendous resources in helping your franchisees we don't sell we don't sell product to our franchise to our franchisees right. uh, we're not in the product business we used to be in the product business and we decided that uh, for our business at least some people do that well but for our business we decided that it was a distraction and what we really needed to focus our energy on was our core business which was being a good franchisor so we went back at that time and began really establishing strong vendor relationships negotiating well on behalf of our franchisees to give them the savings so that their cost of goods would be lower than their competitors uh, found in the process that um, you know we had many vendors who were willing to do other things for us who are willing to share ideas with us on, uh, on you know, advertising and marketing support. For example, we've got a couple of vendors who um, have very strong marketing departments, and, and they work closely with our marketing department to uh, help put together ad campaigns for our franchisees. So, you know, the vendor relationship can be much more than just buying product, you know. Uh, so our, our, our role with our vendors is to negotiate um, – both you know purchases and services on behalf of our franchisees to give them the best deal possible out there. Oh, 
Absolutely. And the franchisees appreciate that, which I guess, you know, it has you have a stronger relationship between the franchisee and franchisor, you know, because you guys are correct. 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 Fantastic. We nego- when we sold several years ago, when we sold our wholesale parts distributorship, we actually sold it to one of our vendors as part of the negotiations uh, with uh, with bringing them on as a uh franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. <laughs> 